Let's get back to Sports and Torts with David Spada and Elliot Harris on TalkZone.com. Elliot, Mark Levy sounded like my mom when he was talking about writing. Keep it simple, stupid, with Ernest Hemingway. Definitely. We were talking about that last week. She told me, write in simple sentences. Don't get compound complex. And again... You don't want to have people scratching their heads, looking at the sentence, say, what did he say? And then have to reread the sentence and then saying, you know... Rather than reread the sentence, I'm going to do something else. And Marv, when I'm reading his book, that's what he did. He made it simple to read, easy, and he had to do this with his players because a lot of times, a lot of them aren't rocket scientists, and you well, get your point across. Even if keep... you are a rocket scientist, you know, it, you, you don't want it too complicated. If we want to get from point A to point B, the shortest distance between two points is a straight line. And we got on the phone a guy who uh, ran a lot of straight lines coming up in a few minutes. I mean, he played with the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's in the Hall of Fame. Southern Cal. Southern Cal grad. Lynn Swan, how you doing, Lynn? I'm doing fine, thanks. How are you? Good. We were talking about Marv Levy. We just had him on, and he was talking about coaching and relating to players, and he wants to get back to coaching if he can. Oh, I remember when he was coaching at San Diego. Uh, I was uh, actually uh, working in broadcasting in, in the off season uh, in Los Angeles. He was named the coach. I went down for a press conference. And uh, one of the members of the media pointed me out and said, hey, and maybe you'd like to have a receiver like him. And he looked at me and he said, well, I don't know if you can play, but we may have an open tryout. You're welcome to come. <laughs> <laughs> and someone said, well, I, I think he's already played a little bit of football. And he goes, oh, my apologies. I'm sorry. <laughs> Good guy, though. Good guy. Uh, you had a great coach. You played for two, a Hall of Famer, Chuck Noah. I mean, this guy just won Super Bowl after Super Bowl, and then he retires, and you don't hear a word from him. Well, I mean, Chuck was not a guy who was going to be a broadcaster, and he was not looking out, looking to, to get into the media. As a matter of fact, if you recall Chuck's demeanor and personality, uh, you know, he put it, gave it all to the players and to everyone else and, and uh, didn't have a coach's show or didn't have any of those things uh, because he – just chose not to have that life in the media uh, beyond being the coach of a championship football team. Nowadays, you, it seems you can't even get an interview to be a coach unless you have that in your DNA that you want to be on TV. You want to be in front of a microphone. You, you want to be in the well, media. Not, not so much. Not so much that you want to be in front of it, but that you can at least handle the necessity of interviews and being questioned being questioned and being challenged uh, by people uh, and having to deal that with that on a constant basis. I mean, it's a whole different world. I mean, Terry Bradshaw was your quarterback. I mean, he loves the media spotlight now. But, I mean, the quarterback now, the Steelers, Roethlisberger, I mean, he is under constant criticism from the media. Maybe it's justified. Maybe it's not. What do they think in Pittsburgh about what's going on with him? Well, uh, you know, it, again, it's it's the time. It's, uh, you know, you, there, there's not a single thing that seems not to be captured. People walking around with, with cameras and phones in their cameras and trying to record anything and everything. Uh, the news media uh, now has, you know, an, an open channel for anybody with a picture that can augment coverage of anything they're doing, floods, disasters, um, you know, send it in, and it makes air. Um, but, I mean, you know, but it, it's... A media background and having an ability to, um, you know, to communicate, I think has has always been important. 
I mean, when you take into consideration as we're celebrating the uh, 100th birthday of President Reagan, the centennial year, uh, you know, he began as a sports announcer at Iowa covering football games. Uh, and his ability to articulate and communicate a message uh, that people could understand and grasp was one of his great assets as he became governor of California and, and, of course, eventually president of the United States. Yeah, I remember him as the host of, what, GE Theater and the 40 Mule Team Borax and all that stuff way back in the day on television. And he, he was just a friendly face who was able to segue himself into politics. Yeah, and, and, and he... And he loved football. Uh, I mean, you know, he, he broadcast football. Uh, you know, uh, had teams come to the White House. Uh, he was in Los Angeles in the, uh, in, in the 90s, I believe it was. Uh, uh, and, uh, he was giving a speech at a luncheon. And then the next day, he went over to the stadium and, uh, uh, flipped the coin, uh, for the, uh, uh, USC Notre Dame football game. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, I think he understood the value of sports, uh, the life lessons you learn in sports, uh, and, and what it means to be a part of a strong team. And certainly those things did him, uh, uh, you know, uh, were, were practical for him in, in, in his roles. What was your favorite moment in your professional football career? My favorite moment besides payday? <laughs> <laughs> You'd like it now especially. I mean, you know, payday was a good day. Then, of course, there were Super Bowls. Um, I, th- I think you, you know, you, you, you go back to great moments. Uh, you know, the, the day you get drafted, uh, the day you win the national championship, uh, the day, you know, Willie Brown walked into, uh, my hotel room and told me I'd made, made an All-American team my senior year. Um, you know, the first cat, first catch you make as a professional. Uh, you know, catching a touchdown in, in the Rose Bowl. I mean, uh, uh, you know, I consider myself beyond lucky. I consider myself to be extraordinarily fortunate to be able to have more than one moment, uh, that I can look back on and, and think it was a great moment and great fondness. Now you have four Super Bowl rings. Will we ever see a, an era again where you have dynastic teams like the Steelers? Well, I, th- I think that's possible, but you may not see four in six years. Uh, you know, you may see teams like the Patriots that, uh, you know, uh, win championships but over a longer period of time, uh, without necessarily a core of people, the same people. Uh, the, the 49ers, uh, multiple Super Bowl winners and, uh, over a longer period of time. But I think there are only five players from that team who had all four Super Bowl rings. So I think it's possible. Uh, is it, uh, uh, is it easy? Absolutely not. Uh, and we may not see it again, you know, four Super Bowls in six years. Uh, but, you know, I think we'll see teams that are considered to be dynasties and consistently strong. I mean, look at the Steelers and, and the success they're, they're currently having. They didn't win the last Super Bowl, but they got there. Uh, and, and they continue to press, uh, to be competitors, to be, uh, you know, in a position to win Super Bowls. Is there more pressure to win at USC or with the Steelers? Uh, there was there was more pressure. There was pressure to win everywhere, um, and 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 sometimes it's it's not really pressure anybody else puts on you, but pressure you put on yourself. Uh, championship caliber players and individuals, um, you know, always want to win and and and, and always want the best. 
and and so when when you look at the amount of pressure they put on themselves to be able to make things happen, um, you know it 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 just you know it, it's inc- it's incredible. So you know you look at guys at USC now, guys in college, and they, there's pressure on them because they want to win now for that school, and there's pressure on them to win because you know they they want to get drafted, they want to be one of those guys who signs a contract and plays for a pro team and get and get a million dollars. Uh, you know, I'm not sure if that's not more pressure than the guy who's already on the team and playing professionally. Now, when you joined the Steelers in 74, would you ever have imagined Terry Bradshaw becomes a guy who ends up in movies and is a TV star? Well, Terry, Terry gave no indication that that's the direction he wanted to go in, uh, when he was a player. Um, you know, it, but it's something that evolved. It happened for him. Uh, he was in the right place at the right time. It's the right skill set the right kind of personality to make it work and and you know he's done well and continues to do well you've done pretty well too i mean you've got in the tv we're doing monday night football stuff on abc and something a lot of people don't know you were on mr rogers neighborhood and he's an icon across the u.s especially in pittsburgh oh yeah i mean he uh started his broadcast uh at uh, wpgh uh, i believe it is and uh the public broadcasting station uh, had phenomenal, uh, in terms of his talent and the impact he has had on kids and adults, uh, you know, around the country. Uh, and so being on his show was just, it was a lot of fun. What led you to the world of politics? Uh, you know, there, there are several things, but uh, I think essentially, you know, essentially it was the fact that, you know, I view politics and, and, and being an elected official as volunteering. Uh, giving your time to to help in in in, in a in a in a big way in a strong way, uh, and so that's what I was doing. I'm not was never looking to be a professional politician. I was never looking at it as a career. Uh, it was always my intent uh, to actually you know try and win, have an impact in Pennsylvania, and then step back and go back into the private sector. Would you ever run for president? <laughs> I think I'd have to win something else first. <laughs> Would you run for governor again? I don't know. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd never say no. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, sometimes sometimes you start down a path uh, and, and, and there's a need for you to continue. Sometimes there's not a need for you to continue. Sometimes that bigger role is not one you want or not one you, you know, you want the pressure of. Uh, so, you know, you just, you know, you step back away from it. What do you think? Is there more pressure playing professional football or basically running for office? Because, I mean, you're under constant media scrutiny if you run for office. Well, running for office is certainly uh, much more difficult. And the, and, and what's required of you in, in terms of responsibility and for uh, getting things done uh, is, is more impactful on people. Football is entertainment. Football is a competitive sport. Uh, you know, in politics, being governor of a state, uh, you're in a position to, to change and alter lives in positive and in negative ways, depending on the decisions you make or you don't make. So what, what should we look for from you next? Uh, I, don't, I don't know that you need to look for anything. <laughs> uh, I just continue to try and, and, and do the things that I believe are important to do. Uh, work hard, uh, work hard in business. Uh, certainly, I think uh, you know celebrating uh, for this president's 100th birthday uh, is 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 interesting in, in 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 a moment in time and 
and the Ronald Reagan Foundation will celebrate it throughout the year. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, as a co-owner of the Pittsburgh Power Arena football team, I want to help that team grow and certainly help Arena Football League grow and get better and stronger. Uh, so we'll continue to push down that road. And will you do your charity work, which you're real big on? Well, Big Brothers and Big Sisters I've worked with now for uh, more than uh, 35 years uh, and sit on the national board. Uh, mentoring has, has always been important to me, and I think everywhere we look around the country in any job, I mean, certainly, you know, you sitting there in the studio, all of us have been helped by people along the way. And sometimes it's important to have that direct mentor uh, who can help us grow from an adolescent into an adult and be responsible. Thank you very much, Mr. Swan. It was a pleasure talking to you. My pleasure talking with you, and uh, have a great week. You too. And go Steelers. <laughs> <laughs> I am sure they're looking to go farther this coming weekend than they did last weekend. It can only get better. <laughs> Trust me, only. It's like, the, it's like the economy. It can only go up. It can't go down. <laughs> Yeah, it's it, it's like, you know, you, you have to wonder. Did Seattle probably wish the Steelers had maybe won and just barely, and maybe got beaten up a little bit along the way. Not that not that they think that the team that they can't beat the team if they're at full power. But you know, you you don't want an angry Pittsburgh Steelers team to go up against. In addition to being talented, exactly. Thank you very much. That Thank was you. that was Hall of Famer Lynn Swan. We had another great show today. Hall of Famer Marv Levy, and the beautiful Michelle Sotak, who, again, is giving a special discount to everybody who goes to her website today and hires her to train him. Can't beat it. If you can't beat him, join him. Definitely. <laughs> again, you're listening to Sports and Torts. Tune, on again. Tune in again next week for another great show. I'm David Spade with Elliot Harris. Thank you for listening.